want you to get your Bibles. Romans, the 13th chapter, in the seventh verse, Romans 13 and verse number seven, the Bible reads, render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs. Fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. I want to finish a thought that we began last week. It's due. It's due. Thank you so much. We have been in this new series, Undercover. Undercover. And this series is taking us through the laws of honor, favor, and authority. How many of you have been blessed by this series so far? God has been speaking to us very profoundly and in a very sober way to make sure that we're able to obtain all that we're supposed to obtain. Uh, week one, I preached a message entitled, Which Please? And some of you see me with this shirt on, you're like, what kind of pastor got a shirt on? They say, which? Uh, but the Bible said very clearly that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And we begin to deal, we begin to deal with witchcraft and not only from the aspect of us operating in rebellion but being under the strength or the activity of witch-like people in our lives um, people who try to control everybody say control the revelation of witchcraft according to the scriptures that we walk through is the understanding that witchcraft is not the idea of a broom uh, it's not you know idea of a long nose um, and a hat but it's the idea of the control of people, places, and things. Some of us have been under control. Some of us have been the ones controlling. And we begin to deal with that the first week of how God wants us to come out of the hand of witchcraft, rebellion in our lives. And the importance for us to submit to God. Somebody say submit to God. And so, and so I asked him, I said, make me a shirt, please, because uh, I want to remember this long after this series is over. Look at somebody and say, which please, which please. Uh, so I just refuse to be under anybody's control. Y'all quiet in here. It's, it's, it, I refuse to be under anybody's control other than God himself. If God gives me a free will, who are you to snatch it? Glory to God. So, amen. I'll get off of that because y'all don't, y'all, you know, that week y'all, y'all family members was here and I was calling your mama's witches and stuff and y'all was just so uncomfortable. It was bad. But we, last week, we took it a week, a, a moment further and we began to deal, um, moving further into the concept of honor. And um, I want to go back to the verse that we used as our foundation last week. I won't teach it as extensively because I already did, and you can go to YouTube or download the app and you can find last week's message. Uh, but I do want to review the verses that we started with. So let's go, let's go to Romans 13 and one. Let's go back there. Y'all with me today? I'm gonna to do my best to walk through the scriptures just as I did last week and to allow you to see this. So the scripture says, let every soul be subject. Everybody say subject. 
that, that, that sub, you know, think, think, I want you to think, I want you to think uh, a submarine. Uh, a submarine goes what? Under. That word sub means to come up under. So to subject, submit, are all, 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 um, comparable words, meaning to come up under. Everybody say come up under. Now this is a thought that I released last week, very swiftly last week. We ran out of time. We, we had a lot going on in the message. God was trying to get some stuff to us. But I need you to understand that you don't lose your power in submission. But the power of your life gets strengthened in submission. Not only that, submission is protection. Right? Because we talked about to come up under means that I have covering. When I don't submit, I'm, I'm running around doing whatever without proper covering. And nowhere in the word does it say that you're only supposed to have God as your covering. So for everybody like, I just follow the Lord. Well, it's not actually biblical. The Lord puts authorities in the earth that he wants you to submit to. So it's not biblical to just say me and God. Me and God a lot of times comes out of offense. Just say amen. Some of us, we don't, we don't, we don't. Leadership equals um, mean people, means abuse. It equals abuse. Some of us, our first leaders in our life were our parents. And some of us had excellent parents, like myself, I had an excellent mom. Uh, dad, not so much. If you're watching right now, you're good now. You're a good grandfather, but you were a horrible dad. So, see, y'all don't like the truth in life. Y'all like the lies. Amen. He's recovered. He's doing well. Praise God. And he's doing great as a grandfather. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So if we haven't had good parents, oftentimes that was our first form of leadership. And so now, if, if we had bad parents, if we had a bad boss, if we had bad people who were overseeing our lives at one point in time, then we begin to see all leadership through those lens. Okay? A lot of times what I find out is that people um, want a lot of leadership in the world to be forgiving of them, but oftentimes people are very, very unforgiving of leadership. Very, very unforgiving. Um, they, they, they want forgiveness, but let someone in a leadership capacity at any level, boss, uh, uh, spouses, whatever it is, do something to them that, that needs repentance, that needs to be corrected. Oftentimes people are very unforgiving. We, we, we desire for people to stick in with us. But let someone of a leadership capacity in your life do something strange. We run oftentimes and will say, you should know better, you're a leader. As if leadership equaled perfection. As if, as if leadership equaled no fallacies. If, if, as, as if leadership equaled some aspect where there would be no issue or no need of repentance. I think the power of an individual's leadership is their ability to repent. God himself repented. Around the time of the flood, he said, he said, he said, you know what? And I, and I paraphrased, he was like, oh my. 
I, re I, I repent for creating man. Y'all don't read the scriptures. So if God himself, then leaders have to be at a place. And this is a, here's a leadership principle. We're just walking, talking today. Just a leadership principle. Leaders cannot be so prideful that you don't have the ability to say you were wrong. Unless you think that I'm talking about church leadership, because that's all y'all think we do. I'm not training you for church. I'm training you for training you to be a world changer. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. I ain't talking about church leaders. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the parent who did wrong. You you went overboard with spanking your kid. You moved from spanking to abuse. Y'all quiet in here. Because we think it's our right to abuse our children. There's a difference from disciplining and abuse. And you gotta be strong enough, parent, that when you've crossed the line, you gotta come back to your children. Y'all quiet in here today and repent. Talking about spouses. Talking about spouses repenting to spouses. I don't want you, I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about you. Look at your neighbor and say, You gotta repent. Anyway, so the scripture says. Let every soul be subject to governing authorities. Ooh, bad word. Governing. Government. I said I wasn't going to do line, but let me just keep going. Uh, for there is no authority except from God. We dealt with this last week, okay? And the authorities that exist are appointed by who? God. By who? God. All authorities are appointed by God. <laughs> keep going. Verse 2. Therefore, whoever resists the authority... Resist the ordinance of God. Ooh. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. New Testament. Let's keep moving. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. You do not want, you, excuse me, do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good. And you will have praise from the same. Verse 4. For he is God's minister to you for good. Now, remember this last week I dealt with even your secular leaders are ministers to you. Your boss that you don't like is a minister of God to you. If nothing else, he's sent to be a part of the perfecting of your character. If nothing else, he's sent as a minister to help the perfecting of your character. For he's God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Verse 5. Therefore, you must be subject. Somebody say subject. Not only because of wrath, so God doesn't want you just to do it out of fear, but, but for conscious sake. For because of this, you also, <laughs> you also pay taxes. For they are God's ministers <laughs> attending continually to this very thing. Three, um, really four sections of authority that I'll go over very quickly that we talked about last week. Family authorities. Right? You can look at Ephesians 6 and 1. Social authorities, look at 1 Timothy 6 and 1. Um, church authorities, 
You should really look at 1 Timothy 5 and 17 um, through 18. Everybody say honor. honor. Honor is a point, write this down, is a point of a correct value system. We talked about out of, out of Mark 6 and 4 that um, what you don't value, you cannot properly honor. Where you find lack of uh, honor, you find lack of value. You cannot properly honor something that you do not properly value. So the kind of take it or leave it mentality that you have with people is because of the fact that you do not value them. I can have you in my life or I cannot have you in my life. I don't care. So then when I'm around you, then I treat you like any old kind of thing. Honor is not something that just goes upward. Honor, it goes to people that are subordinate of us, and honor also goes to people that are peer level. Everybody is worthy of honor. Come on, say that. Everybody's worthy of honor. So people that you love and that do well for you, it's kind of easy to honor them. It's kind of easy to find value in them. But can you find value in people who treat you like crap? Are y'all in here? Josh Marson, the Lord began to deal with me about the fact that the enemy has tried to pull me to dishonor. And if I could be honest, there are areas in my life that I moved into them because I felt like it was my right to dishonor you because you dishonored me. I didn't understand it at that time until I got into the word that that's what I was doing. Because I felt like, I felt like it was my right to say something negative about you it was my right to say something about you or, or to spread things about you because you had dishonored me. But what I realized is that certain areas of my life, I allowed the devil to bring me to dishonor. So because I was dishonored, I started sowing seeds of dishonor, which is not okay. So just because somebody wronged you doesn't mean that they now become unworthy of honor y'all don't want this because honor is not earned as I told you last week honor is a gift well apostle how do I honor what, what you can find value in this every one of us are made in his image crackhead us crazy us come on y'all lying us Every one of us are made in his image. Are you in here today? And made in his likeness. So if nothing else, I honor you based upon you being the creation of God. <laughs> As it relates to leadership, um, I, I want to take you to, give me the amplified version um, of 1 Peter 2 and 13, please, Janet. The amplified version of 1 Peter 2 and 13. Now, you all know I'm cheating right now. For those who know your apostle, I love the what? It's the only place that God lives. But I'm going to go to a place where... I'm going to go to a place where he kind of hangs out. The Amplified Version. And uh, just to help give you some understanding um, of, of this. 1 Peter 2.13, uh, the Amplified Version. Is this it or we don't have it? That's it? Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. It is the Amplified Version. Be submissive to every human institution. I'm just going to move out the way and let the Bible do its work. And authority for the sake of the Lord. 
whether it be to the emperor as supreme, next verse, or to governors as sent by him to bring vengeance, punishment, judgment to those who do wrong and encourage those who do good service. Leave that there. So sometimes in, in leadership structures around the world, whether it be your job, whether it be your home, whatever it is, it's kind of like in my house. I'll give you an example in my own house. My kids will listen to me, but oftentimes they'll tell each other, I don't got to listen to you. You ain't mama. You ain't daddy. So it's this idea, oftentimes, in, even in our lives, if the person is not the leader, it's quiet in here. If, if that person is not the leader, then we don't want to, to we don't want to connect with it. You know, you know, I'm not gonna stay here long, but it's like the people who say, No, I don't want to talk to none of the pastors, get me a pastor. Find me a pastor. Well, we got many pastors, ma'am. We have about 10 pastors. Anyone can help you with your issue. No, find me the apostle. Not his wife. Y'all want the apostle. What do you do is block your blessing. Because in no leadership structure in the world, even at your job, the CEO cannot handle his entire staff. Therefore, the CEO puts up leadership structure in place to make sure that his staff is service and his staff is taken care of. The president does not come down to talk to you about your taxes getting extended. He has the institution of the IRS to begin to deal with you and your non-tax paying behind. Are you understanding this? The reason why oftentimes we don't want to deal with the, with the people that leaders have put in place, no matter if it's home, no matter where it is, is because of the fact that we're lacking the value of those individuals. Jesus was even talking, you know, speaking on behalf of the Father. The Father was speaking. He was saying, if they don't receive you, they don't receive me. He said, if they don't receive you, they don't receive me. So it's actually a, 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 it's a governmental structure law that if you cannot receive the ambassadors of that set leader, whatever structure it is, you are not properly receiving the leader itself. <laughs> this is fun. Are, are you looking at this with me? Okay, so governors are sent by God to bring vengeance, punishment, judgments to those who do wrong and to encourage those who do good service. Next verse. For it is God's will and intention by doing right, your good and honest lives should silence, muzzle, gag the ignorant charges and ill-informed criticisms of foolish persons. No, keep it. Go back. Just let it sit there. I just wanted to see. So when you walk in proper honor, you have the ability to shut off the mouth of naysayers and gainsayers to any leadership structure. I got to keep driving this home. That's in your life. 
So even at work, because I got to bring it to practical stuff, because again, because you're at church, you keep bringing it to church in your head. So at work, when you allow your coworker to come to you and talk mess about your boss, you, my friend, look at your neighbor and point him at him real strong and say, you are moving in dishonor. Here's the thing, here's the law and the principle of honor. What you don't properly honor, you can't properly receive from. So you want to dishonor your boss, but you're still trying to put in for a promotion. Through dishonor, you blocked your promotion. You want favor with the customer service person on the phone. And you want them to go far and above what is their regular regulation. But when they put you on hold, you are talking about in negative ways about the customer service person. Y'all don't, see, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all trying to get it to you in every area of life. So, so while you're on hold, you're like, I mean, I can't believe that. I just need them to just do what I'm telling them to do. They are so dumb. They are so stupid. I mean, I, why can't they get some people that speak English good? This makes no sense. taking it home to you and then when they get on the phone and they're like you know what I'm sorry we can, okay, let me speak to a supervisor and then the suit because I don't know what y'all think this is it's just really the co-worker sitting next to them ain't no supervisor getting on the phone they just playing your life I've worked in a call center before no dog on supervisor they just like could you please take this call I mean just please they're like hello this is a supervisor it's not the supervisor <laughs> Can I speak to you? I'm just going to climb the rank. Let me speak to your boss. So you end up not getting the customer service you need because you blocked it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So, so when, you, when, you, when you do honor, when you live in honor, you do what's right, you, you, you silence the ignorant charges and ill-informed criticisms of foolish people. I'm going to get to it in a minute, but people talk a lot. And many of us have talked our way into lack. We've talked our way into blocking all kinds of blessings because you have not muzzled that mouth. The Bible tells us to tame our tongue. That tongue in your mouth is a wild beast. Your tongue is a wild beast. And we think that we can just use it any old kind of way. But I found out in the word somewhere where it said that the power of life and death is in the power of tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Look at your neighbor who really just wants to go home at this point and tell them, tame it. everybody's house today next verse Ooh. 
I want you to write this down before, before I move any further. Honor is the fruit of submission. As it relates to leaders, it's the fruit of submission. You can't say you honor something that you're, that you're not submitted to. So for people who love to say, oh, I'm just, I'm submitted. No. I honor. No, you don't honor because you don't submit. Let me drop this on you real quickly. God is never taken by surprise by the appointment of any leader. He knows that he has appointed them. <laughs> he knows that he has appointed them. He is never surprised. Governmental leaders, he's not surprised. I told you last week, Trump is a response to the heart of America. God is not responsible. He's not surprised. He's not surprised. You got the president. That's a reflection of America's heart. God is not surprised. You don't have to say amen. I know it's the truth. God is not surprised. See, some of us are concerned because we feel like if we submit or honor an evil leader, who's going to deal with the leader? Can we just talk truth? It's like, I don't want to, come on, y'all. I don't want to submit to a leader that I feel like is evil in some way because somebody needs to tell him. And I'm going to be the one to put them in their place because all they got around them is yes men and women. So I'm going to be the one to put them in place. So here's the thing. You feel like you got to be God. God has the ability. Sherman, just keep plowing, son. God has the ability to deal with evil leaders. <laughs> you remember Pharaoh? Moses came and said, let my people go. Moses was like, hell no. Nah. Some of y'all so religious can't smile in churches. Like, no, I'm not letting them go. He's not letting them go. So what did God do? He dealt with Pharaoh. And he didn't just deal with Pharaoh. He dealt with Pharaoh's house. See, God can handle evil leaders better than you can. So are you trying to spend all day trying to handle them and tell them and put them in their place? You're blocking God's hand from doing what God needs to do. <laughs> oh, my. Remember Herod? King Herod thought he was something. He thought he was running stuff. And God said, you can be Mr. Evil all you want to. I am going to deal with you. So you've got to get to a place in your life where you remove yourself from the need to expose the evil in leaders. You are not the leadership court. And some of us have made ourselves the court, the executioner. We have made ourselves the whole system of judging leaders. But you ain't even leaving your house right. You don't even bring sure your kids brush their teeth. How you can tell somebody how to run something? Kids, breath stink. You want to talk about how somebody's running their organization. You can't figure out what degree you want to have. 
One day you a secretary, the next day you're going to be the president of a company. One day you are actor, next day you are model. Make up your mind. Double-minded self think you got the ability to judge a whole organization. You got to learn laws. You don't speak into stuff that you've never had the strength to. Peers and people over people speak into their leadership. That don't mean that you let people be mean to you. That doesn't let you. I'm going to get to that. Doesn't mean you let people abuse you. But when it comes down to it, make sure that your mouth don't take you into places that your character can't hold you in. Make sure your mouth doesn't take you into places that your mantle is not even allowed to step into. Some of you have stepped in the territory you don't even belong in. You have no license at that level. Shut your mouth. You have no license to be up here. And then you're wondering, where is this level of attack coming from? Because you stepped into a zone you don't belong in. Shut your mouth. I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about in every area of your life. <laughs> Thank God I got a front row that's with me because... Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Some of us, it's not that, some of us, that's not the truth for us. It's not that, that we think they're evil leaders. Some of us, we don't like the package the leadership came in. So because we don't like the package that the leadership came in, we're fighting God over submitting to it. Some of you men don't like leaders in a female body. So you make sure that you're only going to listen to people who are men, folks that, that carry certain anatomy. Hello? But otherwise, if a woman gives you direction, you're showing the fact that you're not a man, yet you're still a boy. Because you're pouting about a woman giving you direction. Truth is, you just haven't let God deal with your mama issues yet. So you're projecting upon every female leader that you see. Y'all quiet in here, but I know I'm preaching good. It is important for you to understand that you got to align yourself. Somebody say align yourself. So remember Jesus in Mark 6, we already talked about it. He was without honor in his own hometown. You know why they didn't honor him? Because they didn't like the package. Because that was, that was, that was Mary's boy. That was Joseph's boy. They would have preferred God bring them a Messiah that they did not grow up with. They preferred God bring them a Messiah that we didn't play in the sandbox with. Bring me a Messiah. Some of you get, oh, glory. Some of you, some of you, some of you, us, we, don't, we have a problem submitting to younger leadership. So you and your prideful self say, well, I mean, he's still wet behind the ears. I mean, child. Not understanding that the ancient of days, talk to me in here like y'all got good sense. The ancient of days lives on the inside of people that God will put in your life as spiritual leaders. Okay, so let me help you. I'm going to get some of you free, okay? Because I'm going to help you with something. The Bible does not teach, uh, it, it does teach unconditional submission, but it does not teach unconditional obedience. 
is a difference, and I'll break it down for you, because some of you, that's why you're struggling, some of you are struggling with this, because your idea is, you're thinking that submission and obedience is the same thing. So can we walk through it for a second? I ask you a question, don't be rude. Can we walk through it for a second? We must have a willing and submissive attitude towards those in authority. Submission deals with our attitude. Deals, and I'll get with it in it a little bit more, it deals with our heart posture. Obedience deals with our actions. You do not obey leaders that lead you to sin. Right? So and my boss, if my boss tells me to lie, I'm not doing it. I know some of you are like, oh, I do for the check, Reverend. Yes, I will. You know that product ain't going to do what they're saying it's going to do. And you're like, oh, yes, ma'am, it's going to take all your eczema away. I mean, you're going to look like a baby's behind. I mean, it's just clear as day. And you know it don't work. Just to get a check. You've obeyed your leaders into lying or into sin. Are you getting this? God does not demand for you to obey leaders into sin. Daniel chapter 6, I don't have the time to walk through it all. Study it later. Daniel chapter 6, Daniel was instructed by the king. Through the, the king had some crazy people around him. Some crazy people around him that say, hey, you know what you need to go do? You need to make it where everybody has to only worship you. They can't worship no other gods. They got to hang out with you and whatever you say. So the decree was released, and Daniel was like, please. Daniel opened the window to make sure they saw him. He didn't do it in secret. He opened the window, got on his knees, and prayed to his God and dared them to do something about it. Are you getting this today? So Daniel made a decision. I am not going to obey my leader into sin. I'm going to submit. I honor the king. I recognize the king. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure my heart posture is right, but the king does not supersede my God. And what did God do? He vindicated Daniel. And some of you have allowed yourself to move into lawlessness and sin because of the fact that you're afraid that God will not vindicate you. And so you're more scared of your boss than you are having a fear of God himself. And so you allow yourself to lie about stuff. You allow yourself to be in all kinds of sin. You don't let your husband pull you into sin. Don't pay your husband into sin. I'm just following my leader. The Lord will bless me as I go out here and you know I'm just gonna do and go and steal this stuff because my husband's here, so am I helping you today? Let's go to uh, Hebrews 13, 17. I'm just just talking. Hebrews 13, 17. I'll read it. Hebrews 13, 17. He says, obey those. There it is. Give me, give me, you can take me back to the New King James Version. New King James Version. <laughs> take me back where the anointed is. I'll read it. It says, obey those who rule over you. Be submissive to those that watch out for your souls. So the only place where God tells you to obey and submit it's to your spiritual leaders. 
I'm not yelling at you. I just want to just talk, walk you through it because I don't want to hype you into it. I want you to grab this. I want to sober you up. The only place, study it for yourself if you don't believe me, I welcome you into that. The only place where God tells you to submit and obey is to your spiritual leaders. Some of us have a difficult time with that because some of you got, you got real free when I said that you didn't have to obey. Oh, yeah, you got real free because you was like, ha, 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 I'm going to submit, but I ain't going to do what you say. Scriptures says obey and submit. Are you seeing this? Why? For they watch out for your souls. That means you got covering. It's a library in here. It is, you know, like in libraries, you can't say nothing. I mean, it's all good, but I'm just saying, can you feel it? I mean, it's just, amen. For they watch out for your souls as those who must, watch this, give account. We can't give account for you if we can't count you. Means that I can't give account for you if I don't know where you're at. If nobody in the leadership structure knows what's going on with you, y'all are quiet in here. If nobody knows where you're at, what you're doing, how you're doing it, you are not accountable. Your leaders can only give account for people who are accountable. So for everybody, I'm grown. I'll come when I feel like it. I'll do whatever I want to do. And I better not, nobody better not call me and check on me. Imagine that. And see where I'm at all up in my business. Because you do not want an account given of you. And you're living in an unbiblical way. Let them do so. Look at this, please. Let them do so with joy. What did it say? And not with what? For that would be unprofitable for who? You're not doing nothing to me because you're not accountable. You're not doing nothing to the leadership structure because you refuse to be accountable. You're not hurting nobody because you decide that you're going to look at everybody with a bad attitude. You're not hurting nobody because y'all quiet up in this joint up in here today. Thank you. <laughs> it's unprofitable for you. All right. Let's, let's, let's go on. Uh, take, me, take me back to, I'm going to get out of here. Take me to First Peter 2. Take me to 1 Peter 2, and uh, where I want to go. Let's go to verse 17, and we'll, we'll, we'll close this out here. 1 Peter 2, 17, and take me back to the um, Amplified Version. I'm sorry. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. God is good. God is good. So, so respect. Now look at this, because this is what I want you to get, because I don't want you, again, I don't want you to think honor's just up. Josh, Josh, Marcin, stand up. Let me tell you what the word of the Lord is to you. The Lord said, because you've been a man of honor in your life, 
the Lord said, I'm about to pour out my grace upon you in ways that you have never seen it. And the Lord began to tell me that he was giving you access to doors that men and women dreamed of. The next four years of your life is about to be a tremendous four years. For the Lord said that I am about to take you from level to level to level. I heard the Lord say accelerated promotion and favor is going to come upon your life, said the Lord. And the Lord said because you have postured your heart in the right place, said God, that I'm about to visit you in your entire household with the glory and the manifested presence of the Lord. For the Lord says, yes, you are like a David unto me. And the Lord said, I have received your worship. And the Lord said, even as the enemy, even as the reset has tried to make you feel like life has been too much and things are moving so fast. But the Lord said to tell you, he has graced you for this next season. For he is about to give you a revelation of who you are at this level. For the Lord said, you have not even known that you have already been promoted. And so the Lord said, I've put a demand on you at the level that you've been promoted to. And so the Lord says, you're about to see me move swiftly on your behalf, and I am going to show you that I am the God of those who submit to me, says the Spirit of God. Somebody ought to celebrate his word. All right, I'm out of time. Here, here it is. Show respect for who? All men. Everybody, right? Treat them honorably. Love the brotherhood, the Christian fraternity of which Christ is the head. Reverence God. Leave this up. Honor the emperor. Another version says fear God. Honor the king. Why is that important? You can never move in honor if you have no reverence for God himself. Lack of honor in your life will be found in a lack of reverence of God at some area in your life. So how do we break this whole dishonor thing, Apostle Sherman? We've got to move into high levels of reverence of God. We've got to begin to honor God in every area of our lives. Are you hearing me today? Jesus understood the fear of the Lord. Isaiah 1... And even verse number three said that his delight is in the fear of the Lord. Jesus, God, God's delight is in the fear of the Lord. Jesus' delight was in the fear of the Lord. Reverence is a heart issue. Honor is a heart issue. I want to just take you swiftly to Matthew 15, 8, and then I'm off of you. You can breathe. These people draw near me with their mouths. They honor me with their lips. But their hearts hold off and are from far from me. People all over the world are lacking honor. They're lacking reverence because they haven't allowed God to deal with their hearts. They haven't given our whole heart to the Lord. How do I do that? In my devotion time. 
I give it to you. Anybody in this room who felt like people have dishonored you, do not take it personal. It's not personal. It is a sign of their relationship with God. Don't be angry. Don't lash out. Because if they don't honor God, and they don't fear the Lord, how in the world would they honor you? If they can't even give God 15 minutes a week, and to create a space that they worship, pray, and study in, why the heck do you think they're going to pay any attention to you? You put a demand on people for things they refuse to give to God himself. I used to cry over dishonor. I used to become angry over dishonor. Until I went into prayer and the Lord said, son, join my club. He said to me so clearly, he said, Sherman, they can't give you nothing they ain't gave me. I know that's not good English. God talked to me a little bit in Ebonic sometimes, you know what I mean? No, I can understand them real clearly. What's my point today? Check your heart. Check your heart. Check your heart. Are you allowing God to deal with your heart in prayer? Was the last time you prayed was when you prayed the sinner's prayer? And you gave your life to Jesus? Are you living off of yesterday's manna? Are you living off an encounter you had with God from 10 years ago? Are you pulling on moments that have passed when God's trying to bring you into a now moment? Check your heart. Your next level of what God wants to do in your life has more to do with your heart that it has to do with what your mouth says. You can say, I'm going to the next level. But if your heart is blocking your next level, you'll never see it. I'm going to give this to you. The Bible says, if you can't love those that you see every day, if you don't love those that you see every day, we don't preach this kind of truth. How do you think you're going to love me? Who sits in heaven. To dishonor the body is to do dishonor the head. That's the last truth I'm going to leave. To dishonor the body is to dishonor the head. You cannot decapitate God. You cannot take the head off of the body. Say, I want the head, but I don't want the body. I love God, but I can't stand people. I love God, but I can't stand my daddy. I love God, but I don't want to be around my mama. I love God, but I can't stand my church partners. I love God, but I can't, I could kill my boss. God said, 
You got to have the whole of me. And you can't have me without my members. Lift your hands. The presence of the Lord is here.